0: hey everyone welcome back to the your money your life podcast i'm your host Delano Sapporo, episode 27. if you're listening go ahead and five star rate review subscribe thank you very much for doing so we have a really exciting show this week what's in the news i'm going to discuss a lot of the things that are in the news which i've been able to speak a little bit about on cnbc we'll put that dive into a little bit more deeply here Finance round, Roundtable, we're gonna talk about Stop Chasing Wealth, Stop Chasing Stocks, Stop Chasing Rumors. Then we're also gonna talk, there's no bull and bear case this week. We didn't really have one, I talked about it on CNBC, so I'm not gonna do a bull or bear case, uh, but you will be able to do more and see me more on CNBC uh, this week, another episode uh, coming up tomorrow. Also interview with Alejandra Valdez, great person, leader in her company, also entrepreneur, has her own business. Uh, so she's doing a lot of things so you're gonna hear from her so thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show what is in the news this week a lot of things going on in the news first and foremost you probably saw that congress was able to grill some of the big tech ceo companies uh, about some of the things they're doing you know really the congress brought them to the forefront to talk about how big these companies have gotten when you look at apple Amazon, Alphabet, also known as Google, and Facebook. You know, Congress is you know a little bit worried about how big, how powerful these tech companies have have become. When you're looking at the fact that they have so much data on all of us, again, a lot of people are scared of that. I'm not one to to you know, worry about that. It just allows them to do, for the most part, <laughs> allows them to have a better algorithm to show you more ads. So. Um, but yeah, they brought them to the forefront to ask, you know, how they are going to take responsibility for the immense power that they have. Um, and I skimmed through a little bit of the interviews. Again, it, it's more formality. Um, obviously, the, the the committee that brought them forth has the power to do things if need if need be. But at this point, I still feel it's more formality. Again, these companies provide a lot of value not only to you know the people that they serve, uh, but shareholders as well. And when you're looking at it from that standpoint. You know, it's always gonna some something that's gonna be in contention when you have these large companies. But again, I feel like capitalism and, and really being able to build something, as these are all American companies, is a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. And remember, they provided so many jobs across this nation, across the world. Um again, they're serving millions and, and millions and millions of people. Um and we can, you know, go back and forth on, you know. What's right and what's wrong. Um, I think everyone has you know their barometer for that. But you know that was in the news, um, and it's something to watch out for. Uh, I'm not sure when the next hearing will be, but we'll be on the lookout for that. Next up, it just happened this morning. the GDP quarter two print, meaning the report for GDP for the u s economy, which the u s. economy contracted by the worst ever, 32% on an annualized basis in quarter two. This was really driven by you know our lockdowns. So in quarter two, we had a significant depth of our lockdowns and it crushed our GDP to 32%, 32.9% contraction, which again, is pretty much saying people weren't producing, people weren't buying, people were not doing anything really uh, in, in, in the sense of normal times that we normally would have. And so we had the worst ever contraction. Again, scary, scary numbers hopefully that was the depth of it. And then in quarter three, we should see uh, you know a little bit of a, pull, a climb out of this. Um, so that's something to be on the lookout for. But again, GDP print in quarter two, not very great. And now, finally, our last what's in the news topic, Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet, and Facebook, our big tech companies are presenting. Uh, they're going to present earnings after the bell. So I'm recording this on Thursday. I should get out uh, today, but they're going to present their earnings. And again, you're just looking at companies that it's interesting to see if you know what earnings is. Every quarter, the companies report their earnings and how they performed. Uh, people dive into it. We have these big companies. There's a lot of analysts, stock market and Wall Street analysts that are following, trying to guess what's going to happen, trying to project things, uh, really following these companies. The market is going to you know react accordingly. But again, I talked about it on CNBC, when you're thinking about Amazon companies like that. Amazon's not a quarter to quarter company. They've always taken a more long-term approach when it comes to the way they you know, approach the business. They're not looking to necessarily hit quarterly numbers that you know the street wants them to hit. They're looking further down the line and further down the pipeline when they're thinking about their business. So again, these are interesting things to watch. If you've seen the news, um, take note of it, but um, something always that we can keep our eyes on. Next up, we're gonna talk our finance roundtable. Stop chasing wealth. Hey, 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 gather round, gather round. Are you listening? Are you scooched up close, legs crossed, whatever? Driving? Are people driving still? Um, taking the train? Hope you're listening. Thank you for listening. We're doing our finance round today. We're going to talk about stop chasing wealth, stop chasing quick and get rich quick schemes. Um, this is something that just brought to my attention because you know I'm hearing a little different things. I kind of use my roundtable from what I'm hearing that during the week or what I'm witnessing, ears to the streets, ears to the ground. Um, and I was really hearing a lot about things like, you know, again, we've had a long bull run. We had a great recovery in the stock market. And also we have a weird dichotomy where there's a lot of people struggling when it comes to like their current jobs, right? So that provides a situation where people are chasing things when they're looking at the stock i market like, oh wow, it's going on a big runner. I saw a stock had this, I'm gonna chase it. I'm hearing, you know, people, my network clients or whatnot pitching me on things that, you know, one for example was a pitch on a on a stock, uh if you heard the Kodak uh stock that had a hugest ru- biggest one day jump in history of this that stock. And it might've been, in, I don't even know any stock, it was like 500% because the administration decided to give the company 700, roughly 765 a million to, you know, print, to, to create and produce drugs in relates to the coronavirus vaccine um, and, and things of that nature. And so the stock jumped significantly. And then if someone texts me about, hey, should I be looking at this or should I, do, some a friend told me to look at this. And I'm like, no, I mean, Unfortunately, that's not the time when a stock already has a huge jump. You don't, you don't buy at the top of the market if you're, I mean, that's not my thesis. That's like a pretty amateur thesis to buy at the top of something when something just had a huge run, right? If you don't have you're not supposed to chase and look for chases in stocks. You're not supposed to like people that were in that stock, they got lucky. Sure. They got lucky. Fine. I mean, that's not like a thesis, a premise for investing is to try to get lucky, right? If you're thinking wrong term, you need to understand why you're investing in a stock. You're not just investing just to invest in stocks so you can get lucky. It's not a sort of gambling premise that we're taking here. Um, so that's something to understand is really understand why you're investing. Stop listening to, you know, a rumor or someone told you or someone told you this stock's gonna be good. Like if you actually have a thesis or understand why the stock's gonna be good, you probably shouldn't invest in it. Like if you're just saying a friend told you or someone told you, or a rumor you heard, saw a headline, those are not the reasons that you should invest or those are not the reasons that I would invest. If you wanted to do that, that, I guess that's your thesis and we'll see how it works out. Um, And next thing is, again, these Forex and options. Again, I don't fault people that are getting tricked by these things it's everywhere. There's no regulation on what they can post. You know, they're spamming my comments. I have to erase all my comments uh, on my IG posts because they're spamming people with this, I got rich off this, this. If it's, it's, again, we've talked about this for people. If you're not the Michael Jordan of Forex or options trading, just don't waste your time because no one is making money in these options or Forex trading. They're only making money by getting people that are getting tricked enough to sign up for it that's the only way they're making money. They're not making money from actually trading. Again, we've talked about this before. So do not be fooled by these forex options trading and these you know people that are posting on social media about the gains. Show, have ask them to show their full print for a year, and if they actually made money, if they did, they wouldn't be posting about it, right? Have you seen someone that's making a lot of money that's actually posting about that? Again, we got to think a little bit deeper. We got to go a little bit further in our analysis of these things, and then we got to stop thinking so short, short-sighted, like. And we'll talk about there's, there's not, unless you were born into wealth, the harsh reality is it there's like a slightly higher chance than zero that you will get rich quick, which just means to say like, you're not going to get rich quick. There's really no chance. Name someone, you know, that got lucky getting rich quick. You can't because you're not going to, it's unfortunate. It's just the way it is. But unless you were born into it, you're really not going to get rich quick, but that doesn't mean you can't build wealth and get where you want to over time. There's only two ways to do that. Really, there's only two ways. A significant risk through ownership, meaning owning a company or starting a company, putting a lot of risk out there. That means pouring your savings, pouring, putting a lot of risk, quitting a job and going full-time into a company that creates value, that creates jobs, that inc- increases in value. And then you have a company that you have an enterprise that owns and and that, that is worth a lot of money. That's one way. Again, it takes a lot of work and it's not quick. It takes many years to do something like that but it's one of the ways. The other way is to have consistent cash flow, meaning whether it's a job or you're increasing your money you're getting a higher salary, consistent cash flow, and you reinvest half of that, and you save more than half of your income and you reinvest that. So that means that your, your salary, if you make a hundred thousand years, you're literally saving 50K a year and reinvesting that into assets, securities, the market, that gives you a return, which makes that 50,000 grow, right? So those are the only two ways. And that one, that one takes long too. You're not gonna be a millionaire by saving 50,000 one year and be a millionaire. If you're 50,000 compounded by 8%, a conservative 8%, that's 54,000. Then you do that the next year, you save another 50,000. So now you have 104,000. Now that compounds by 8% again, conservatively. Hundred and twelve. So again, all these steps still take time and take years. There is no quick get rich quick scheme. You really have one of two ways. You don't you don't owe anyone that got rich quick. You don't know anyone that won the lottery. There's no possibility to happen. It's the quicker you face that reality, the faster you can focus on the real two ways. And again, people that's worry about different stocks. You know, I have clients that which is great, they're interested in different stocks. Stop worried so much about the stocks that you're picking and just worry about saving more. Like stocks aren't going to make you rich in and of themselves. Like having different stocks in your portfolio does not make you rich. It may sound cool to to people, but it actually doesn't do anything unless you actually have significant capital within those stocks that can actually grow over time through portfolio allocation, through a thesis that, of your investment, through companies that you believe in. But stocks in and of themselves and having stocks do not make you rich or wealthy. I do want people to be, have literacy, but we have to understand where true, you know, wealth and true wealth creation comes from. So that's an aside. I went on a little rant, but I think it was much, much needed uh, for us to kind of understand where we're going when it comes to, to building wealth. Hey everyone, no bull or bear case this week. I've talked a lot about stocks on CNBC. If you want to hear more of my commentary on tech stocks, casino stocks, the pandemic, earnings. Uh, We also talked about, you know, what sports leagues are going to do this year. Please click the link in my bio. Check out the CNBC commentary. I might post the commentary link in the description of this episode as well. Uh, But yeah, go check that out if you want to hear more about that and what I'm thinking, uh, my current thoughts. But We're not going to do a bull or bear case this week for those reasons, but we do have a great interview with Alejandro Valdez coming up next. So hope you enjoy it. Alejandro is someone that is doing a great job working in Nebraska, leadership in her company, leader in her company, and also someone that has a business, Viva Fit Kitchen, which the food looks great. Meal prepping is always a good thing to do. Uh, So hope you guys enjoy her interview. Perfect. Well, Ali, thank you for your time. And I appreciate you joining the Your Money, Your Life podcast. Um, one. How is everything going in Omaha, Nebraska?
1: Omaha, Nebraska is, you know, doing pretty good. I believe. Um, I mean, I I love living here. It's not horrible. Um, a lot of people will say like, hey, it's kind of boring, but I truly believe it's what you make it, yes. and it's a great entrepreneur, entrepreneur city. So, yes. uh,
0: yeah, Omaha is is actually buzzing. Actually, I went to school there uh, at UNO. And for those that don't know, Allie is, one, she does a lot. She's a a Jane of all trades, as they call it. Uh, She obviously has a nine-to-five job, and she also has her own business, Viva Fit Kitchen, and she does a lot of other things. So, one, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, what you're up to because you do a lot. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Well, right now with uh,
1: Viva Fit Kitchen, um, we're about to come up, actually next month on our one year anniversary which is pretty cool um and and now that i've gained like a clientele um i'm looking that can make my scale or to make my business a little bit more scalable and um apart from that you know trying to work on myself as well Mm -hmm. because work life balance can be really hard and care of yourself can be very hard. But um, you have to make time for it in order to be, um, you know, regular full time job, trying to be a great leader there and also working on my fitness goals as well.
0: Amazing. Great. Well, you got a lot going on. Tell tell us about Viva Fit Kitchen. What is the premise? Why did you start it? What is the premise of of the business?
1: Yeah, so Viva Fit Kitchen, it's a Mexican meal prep company. Um, We do Delivery here locally in Omaha and um, the greater Omaha area actually because we include council Bluffs, Iowa as well and so um, I Like I mentioned I started it for myself really like the whole idea of prepping um, healthy meals and The Mexican twist to, to me was when you think of Mexican food a lot of times you're like that's my cheat meal It's not like a, mm. you think about so you, there really are a lot of Mexican meals that can be healthy. You just take a lot of stuff out of, not a lot of stuff, a lot of, some things out of it Yes, or different that it can be healthy. So I always had like a passion really for cooking, probably since I was like 12 is when I started cooking on my own. So I had a passion to it. I love to create different foods. I love food. I mean, <laughs> I love food. And um, being able to experiment with different food, um, but i didn't always cook the healthiest in 2016 i did decide to make a lifestyle change for myself so um with that came food and my lifestyle change i mean like making sure i was living like a healthy lifestyle so like i said that includes food so i decided to start making meals for myself and i'm making healthier meals because like i mentioned i'd love to cook and I would start posting stuff like on my social media about cooking and what I was eating and uh, I mean people even were seeing the results I had lost within a two-year time frame 70 pounds just the way Mm. exercising and the way I was eating Mm. and I started getting a lot of inquiries about you know how can I make that meal or do you sell those meals or can you give me the recipe Mm. and and I'm like you know this should, this is something that I can create into a business. And, you know, it was probably from I, when I had the idea to when I actually launched it, it probably was about six months.
0: Mm.
1: And then I started, I launched the with kitchen, started selling it. And it's been a year now, a lot of learning. <laughs> but um, the reason why I started it was to help others um, as well being able to eat healthy foods, good foods, foods that they might already love, but just in a healthier way and healthier portions.
0: No, I love that. It was funny, I was texting you about this because we started our business around the same time. It was August of 2019, two days after my birthday, which is August 1st, so I was like, man, I really wanna go into my own advising business and I registered the LLC. August twenty-second, um, and then obviously since then been helping people because I saw an opportunity to help people when it came to finances, so um, which is really cool. Uh, your business is growing. I know you mentioned having a driver, so they deliver. You guys deliver, and you're scaling. You scaled uh, the business really well. So that's really also awesome to see and it's healthy meals. I don't know if you can ship to New York, but I need healthy meal preps because um, we got it out here. I, I I want that. I just eat the same thing every day, and I don't change. So that would fit perfect with meal prepping. Uh, but I'm trying to stay mm-hmm. fit, uh, as you <laughs> like trying to stay fit. Like you are, you've been five to ten year plan when it comes to your business uh, or to kind of your own you know own career path.
1: Yeah. So. Right now, um, I'm moving into a new kitchen next month. Um, So I'm starting there and my goal from there is to be able to be known in gyms, universities and corporate kitchens Mm. with, and partnering with a technology company. Um, I've already been in talks with a company in California. Mm. Um, They have these really cool up-to-date fridges that you can they're standalone fridges you don't i mean there you swipe your card they have like a tablet attached and it has like the menu and the inventory is read by infrared technology and pretty much like it reads like whatever the customer takes out
0: nice. so
1: my goal is to have those types of fridges in um settings like corporations the mm. kitchens and, and corporate Um, environments Um, just because from my own experience working in a corporation I mean there's not a whole lot of healthy options for someone who's sitting at a desk you know eight to ten hours a day. Mm -hmm. I think that that area could use improvements as well as gyms you know that's a really um, I think a great place to put them at as well just because when I mean, from my experience as well, When you know, after I work out, I'm usually hungry and it's always recommended to make sure you get a protein intake within 30 minutes. Yes. And you don't want to eat bad. And typically, like, what's around you is fast food. It's yeah. nothing, you know, something easy to grab. And this would be easy, convenient, and it's right there. So um, long term, that's what I would like to do um, to make it more of a scalable business. Because um, right now I'm only, I'm selling directly to the consumer. Yeah. So being able to have contracts with um, companies um, that already have those types of consumers in the area would be my, I guess my long-term goal and, and being able to one day pass that business on to my future generations.
0: Yes. Yes, no, we talked about that. What, how you're setting yourself up. You're, you and your family, setting your family up, your future generations. The Valdezes are amazing people if they're listening. And I want you to be able, you, you're doing a great things with, you know, obviously in the finance itself and the business as a career woman, a leader in your know, corporation. And now we're bringing in the fact that you have a business that, again, is scalable. And I think if you're looking at me for the trend, I you knew there's people out there like me that just literally want good, fast meals that are, you know, healthy, that are meal prepped and they can just like grab it. And, and go because that's the way I live my life. I don't like cook ever. I'd rather have someone like make the meal for me. I have it all boxed up and ready to go. I just grab the meal for the day. And that's the trend for I think a lot of us as we become so busy, living our lives and, and working. So I think that's an amazing business. And along those lines we've talked about obviously we work together. Uh, what is some of like the personal finance things that you've learned maybe like lessons on the business side when it comes to finances or you know, on the personal side is there any lessons that you've learned along the way?
1: yes definitely a lot um i know for myself when i was younger i thought you know building your credits to open up a a credit card and just uh use it will help (laughs) (laughs) so um that was not good and i learned a lot from that i mean just this year um just alone i was able to improve my financial situations a lot which was because we had you know all all this uh covid um effects going on <clears throat> but being able to do that um, lowering my debt just because from when I was um, you know a few years back I made a lot of bad debt decisions with just credit cards
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, I would say a lesson I would be able to teach hopefully younger people or even like what you're doing I think is amazing um, learning about credit young
0: learning yeah. about
1: um, it's not just about getting a card with and knowing like what your interest rates are, how those affect also making sure that you're paying by the end of the month, so it doesn't. That's how you're going to build credit, not carrying over your balance every month. So <laughs> that was that was a hard one for me because for I came from a family I feel like that wasn't super educated on on building credit. Yeah. So and I'm the oldest, so I was able to I think make that mistake and hopefully my family. I feel like they they do a good job for the most part, and um, just the business credit or the personal credit part. Um, aside from the personal credits, doing building your business credit, mm. I never knew how big of effect like your personal credit would have on building your business credit. Even mm. start a business credit account, it goes off of your personal credit. So yeah. um, after that, the good thing is it is separate. Um, your business credit and your personal after, but I just started into uh, getting into business credit this year. I was able to open up a business account and stay on top of it. So I'm building that as well. I love that. That's good for entrepreneurs to know too, um, the business credit part of things, Um, because I definitely didn't know too much about that. Mm. But I I met with um, a banker actually about, about building that. So um, I guess that, that would be a big lesson, um, your, the, the building the credit, your personal credit, and the uh, amount that you're spending and um, interest rate on it, knowing like if you're getting a good deal or not a good deal, like it's a good interest rate on the card that you're getting.
0: Yeah.
1: Because there's tons of cards out there and they try to like sell you everything like, <laughs> hey, no interest for this amount, but then it goes up to like 21 to 24% interest mm-hmm. rate. So that was a big lesson to me um, kind of looking cl- more closer on those things. And um, I think after you and I had our talk to um, about the savings, having a savings account, mm-hmm. um, savings fund, um, I think after our first initial conversation, I was also able to kind of come back more on my costs yeah. and invest more into my savings um, by how I did that was, looking at what I was spending um, mm. and honestly I cut out eating out too much
0: mm.
1: I do everything I, I do once a week now like one meal a week typically for eating out but mm. um, before I used to eat out multiple times a week mm. doing that and um, also um, I used to not really look at prices when I grab things like different <laughs> types of milk or different Juice brands or you know, I didn't really look at that kind of stuff too much. I just like grabbed it or was it a better deal because I was buying them in individual packages versus um a bigger, you know, container. Yeah. So I didn't look at that at all before. Um, I would just, you know, put it in the cart. <laughs> now I do look at that. And that has helped me a ton with my savings. So
0: mm-hmm i'm happy you have a lot of great lessons you mentioned the credit not only the personal side but the business side and then really looking at what you're spending i'd say people like their first thing they want to look at when they wanted to like get into like managing their finances is like print off your bank statement for the last two or three months you know like highlight everything see what you're spending calculate it and see like how much am i really spending in certain areas do i really want to spend that much in this area maybe it's eating out you're like hey I don't really want to do that. I want to cut back on that a little bit. Still enjoy. Once a week is great. But I want to cut back a little bit so that I can like have a little bit more of my bank so I can put it to retirement, so I can put it to savings. That is a smart, smart move, Allie. Okay, I love that. He um, sounds like he have a follow-up.
1: Was, yeah, I was like, and that actually came from, I remember after we um, were talking like the first, uh, our first conversations, you had sent me the templates to yes. put on my spendings. Mm-hmm. I noticed in my um, my entertainment, I think it was like the eating out or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: That was really high. And I was like, this is too much. <laughs> I need to come back. And I didn't realize how much I spent on those things until I really sat down and did, you know, mm. what advice like, put your things into a visible document that you're seeing how much you're spending. And that made me want to change that too. So
0: I love so, that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're right. Everybody I meet with, especially people that don't already have a budget, I send them a free personal budget template where they can, like you said, like Ali said, look at what they're spending. It has all the categories broken out and you're able to really have a deep dive and have a, you know, introspective conversation with yourself to see if that's what you really want to be spending on those items. So that's great that you did that. So thank you for that tidbit. Um, what about where people can find you? Social medias. I love for people to one tap into your business, tap into you, and just really talk to you. Uh, where where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So my social media handles um, is just at Lady Av. That's for my Instagram um, and Facebook, Alejandra Valdez, which yes. is me. Um, if on my business side of things, um, it's at Viva Fit Kitchen for both Facebook and Instagram. I am currently working on a website for that that will launch the end of August. So, nice. so but for right now, <laughs> you guys can reach me through there. I do, I am open to collaborations. Um, I love collaborating with other people. Um, right now for the Viva Fit part, we are only local here in the Omaha area, but yeah. of course, you know, long-term goals would be to expand outside of that, so.
0: Love that, yeah. Everyone, please... Tap in and follow Alejandra uh, for all new and exciting things with herself and Viva Fit Kitchen. Well, thank you very much for calling in and speaking with me. Yes,
1: thank you so much. Have a good day.